Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live at Mark Miller Subaru. We're at the Southtown location, 10920 South State, uh, where it's uh, Dog Adoption Day. Come down here and adopt a dog. They have some uh, cats as well, but if you've been thinking about it, uh, you can do it for free today here at Mark Miller Subaru, the Southtown location. All right, let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. Joining us now, our friend, former Cougar linebacker, Jordan Pendleton with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Are are you a dog person, Jordan? I am. Yeah, I'm a huge, huge dog person. Yeah, I got two of them. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, we found out a fun stat today. Apparently, 80 to 90% of Subaru drivers are dog people. So I don't know what you drive, but maybe there's a good chance it's a Subaru. <laughs> that That is funny that you say that because we've actually been driving around a Subaru for like the last six months. Look at you. Look at that. How about that? <laughs> so that's, that's hilarious. Right on. Uh, let's talk a, a little BYU football, Jordan, of course. Uh, what is more interesting, staring at a beige plain wall or Texas State football? Well, I, I, you might need to repeat that, repeat no, that just, question. Uh, how, do we, how, how about this? I, I'm just making jokes. How about this? How do, how do we make a game against Texas State interesting? Oh, I, I, I got gotcha. you. Um, you know, that, <laughs> that's a tough one. I, I'd say try and get, like, the most points scored in BYU history. Like, come up, with, come up with a challenge that, you know, is, like, totally out there. Maybe try and score, like, I don't know how many points have been, like, the highest scored points in BYU history, but – there's got to be some records or something you could go after and try and break, right? So, Jordan, what as you've observed this team, what areas do you think they need to clean up? Oh man, that, that, that's a tough one. Um, you know, they, they've obviously looked looked really good. Um, you know, just based off this season, it's really hard to it's really hard to make that assessment because they've they they have been so dominant i think the the one thing that they've proved last week is that when things got tough they were they were able to overcome it and so it was, it was actually good to see a game that kind of was close that byu kept on the gas and and pulled away but i would say just you know overall um i think offensive line can can still improve i think they've looked really good um but there, there's times where zach is is which he's very good at, so it's not a huge problem. But there's times where he does have to scramble quite a bit, and he has to, you know, make a, a lot of plays with his legs, especially on, you know, when he's in the pocket. So I think there's there's definitely some improvement for the offensive line, and then a, a, on the defensive side, just you know, not get not making mental errors on defense. You know, there's a couple times, especially in that Houston game, where um, you know they they picked us apart offensively. Their quarterback is a really good quarterback. And there, there were times where there was a lot of open holes, and you could see that um, some of it was just assignment mistakes. And so I think in the secondary, if they clean that up, and I think the offensive line can continue to improve. And then with the linebackers, um, finishing plays. You know, there's a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of missed tackles that I think they can clean up on. But, you know, that's just being really nitpicky because so far, obviously, they've, they've looked dominant in, in almost every game that they've played. Jordan, I'm trying to f- 
uh, figure out the best way to ask this question, but but Zach Wilson is getting an extraordinary amount of attention. I mean, it's he's on national broadcast with his face next to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Yahoo just yesterday did a, a big, long uh, feature on him. He's getting an extreme amount of attention. How does that go over with his teammates in the locker room? And it, when you've seen players handle a, a spotlight, what what what's the best way to handle that from their perspective? You know, I, I think it's awesome, the attention that he's getting. And I, you know, happen to be in a locker room where we had guys that were very similar. Um, being in the locker room with my brother-in-law, Austin Colley, when he strung off, like, I think it was – I can't remember how many games in a row he had with over 100 yards and, you know, was, was a Blitnikoff, um, you know, top three finalist. And, and I've been in locker rooms with Dennis Pitta, who was an All-American. And so, you know, as, as a teammate – it's exciting because it brings a lot of notice to the school and it brings a lot of notice to the program. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, being a teammate that was around guys that had that notoriety, like I, I thought it was awesome. And for Zach, the biggest thing he can do is continue to be the hardest worker in the room. And, you know, guys are going to be, it's going to go one of two ways. If, if you're getting all that attention, but you're not, you're not a good guy in the locker room. Um, you're not a good leader. You don't work hard. Uh, you don't stay after and watch extra film, then then it kind of goes south, right? Because your teammates are like, man, this guy's getting all this, all this attention, but I wish they knew kind of how he was and, and, you know, what he brought to the table on a daily basis. And with, with guys that I've been around that, that got that notice, they were opposite. They were, you know, Austin would stay after practice and catch 3,000 tennis balls. And, you know, Dennis was the same way. And so, you know, I was around guys that got a lot of notice. They got a lot of attention. But they were guys that, that worked hard, and they were guys that we respected. And so I think, if it, you know, if Zach Wilson just needs to be a great leader and, and his teammates are going to be happy for him. And it's also going to, you know, get everybody else noticed because they're, they're able to be around him, especially if you're one of his receivers. It's going get, to get you a lot more noticed having one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Jordan, as a former linebacker, how, how much fun is it to play behind a player like Kyrus Tonga? And and what effect does a guy like that have, both on the defensive approach and what the offense is thinking about? Oh, it, it, it's a linebacker's dream, it really is. You know, I, I was very fortunate to play with Romney Suga, who and that was Bronco Mendenhall's guy, and, and we ran a 3-4, and he was our nose guard, and he would two-gap better than any person I've ever played with and he, he was actually a little undersized but the, the guy was unbelievable he was so assignment sound and when you have a guy down there that can that can plug up and take on two guys and not get driven off the ball it, it just really it, it it makes your defense entirely different and it, and it makes the linebackers job easy because they don't have that offensive lineman get into the next level and it really eliminates an entire you know other person on the offensive side that can can potentially be someone that's going to block you and so uh, when you have a guy like that down low um it, it really is a game changer for a defense and, and it makes a huge difference and it, and it goes very unnoticed because they don't get a ton of stats you know they don't make a lot of romney didn't make a lot of tackles but what he did is he made it so our middle linebackers got 150 tackles because they could just come up and clean up and and it just makes everybody else look better 
Man, bringing up Romney Fuga, that's uh, that he was a monster. He was huge. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, he, he was he awesome. Was, he was a really good player. Uh Jordan Pendleton is with us here on 975 and 1280 the zone. Uh what do you think's gotten into to Dax Milne? Has he found something in himself or is it uh, the quarterback's getting him the ball, uh, you know, where it needs to be or a little bit of both? I think a little bit of both. I think, you know, the, the maturity level of, of both Zach and his receivers, you know, I, I remember they, these guys all being freshmen together and, and, and the Gunner, Gunner Romney kid is, is another phenomenal guy. And so, you know, when, when you have a quarterback that is as elusive as Zach, where you have to worry about him running and, and throwing, it, it makes it very difficult for the defense. It, it just, it really does. And and then when you have multiple receivers that are capable of, of making big plays, which BYU has right now, then you can't just put all your attention on Romney. Uh, and you can't put all your attention on just Dax because they have other guys. You know, man, I wish Bushman was still playing because I'm sitting here looking at, at, at the way our offense is playing. And I'm like, what if we had a, what if we had Bushman at tight end too? Like you just, the potential is crazy. So, but I, I think, um, I think it's both. I think it's, him and Zach getting a lot of playing time together. Um, you know, there's something to be said about the relationship between a receiver and his quarterback, uh, you know, from what it, what it sounds like on watching the games, they're roommates, they're very close. And when you have somebody that you're close with where you, you're constantly watching film with and the timing is there and the trust is there and, and you know you can put it in certain spots where he's going to go up and get it, um, you know, that, that's huge. And, you know, that's what we had with, with Austin Colley and Max Hall back in the day is they were just so in tune with each other that it was like every time he threw him the ball, it was going to be a catch. And I feel like Zach's really establishing that right now with his receivers. Jordan, BYU in the past, or at least recent past, has uh, usually dropped a bunch of guys back into coverage. And then against Houston in the second half, we saw a little man coverage. We saw uh, a little more aggression. Which one of those defenses do you think is more effective for this particular group? Well, I think any time we can bring pressure is a good thing. You know, I think I think we've got DBs that are, you know, especially going against that, that Houston quarterback, who's a really good quarterback. I would much rather have pressure, and I'd much rather have him have to make quick decisions and, and put, it, put him in a position where we're getting hits on him, we're changing his launch point, um, we're, we're, we're making him think really, really fast, and then I think our corners are very capable – you know, I always say, hey, just all you got to do is cover him for a couple of seconds because we're going to get home. And if I'm a DB, I, I would much rather be in a position where I know my guys up front are going to get home. They're going to make him, you know, throw it bad. And, 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 and when you're stuck out on an island like that, it's comforting knowing that you guys, you got guys getting pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's one thing we've been missing the last couple of years. BYU's defense has not gotten any pressure. We haven't gotten as many sacks as we have in the past. And it's, it's refreshing to see us actually bringing five-man pressures and sometimes six-man pre- and, and actually getting after the quarterback. And as a defender, you'd much rather have that than, um, you know, be stuck out there trying to plaster somebody for five, six seconds while the quarterback just gets to sit and choose a spot. So I'm always a believer in bringing pressure, uh, obviously mixing it up, but not letting your, your, your DBs have to sit and, and cover guys, you know, for – four or five seconds is just a really difficult job. 
You know, Gordon uh, Jordan uh, Gordon Monson has brought up that that adjustment a few times this week, and and I think he's he's right on the money. That was obviously a really terrific uh, adjustment on the coaching staff's part. And so, I guess, uh, do you think Kalani Sataki has evolved as a coach over his tenure with with BYU for the better? Um, if I had to judge off of the way the team, and I know the competition hasn't been the greatest or, or what we want it to be, but if I could judge off their level of play and, and watching their scheme and how it's changed this year from even last year, different things that they're doing, um, the, the type of pressure that they're bringing, I would say 100% absolutely. Um, and, you know, it, as a defensive guy and as, a, as an alumni, you know, there's a, it's frustrating to watch a, a team in BYU that is known for for bringing pressure, you know, Kyle Vannoy, who had over 20 sacks, and Jan Jorgensen, who had over 20 sacks. And, you know, we had guys that were, were leading the country in sacks at, you know, at times and, and breaking records. And, and then to see it kind of bringing three-man pressures and not really getting after the quarterback and, and making our DBs have to really be in coverage for so long, it's frustrating. And so to see the changes that he's made this year uh, with the defense, it's, it's been refreshing. And it's fun to watch. And I think also, too, it, it, it also takes the right group of guys. And, and you know, I think that you got to give the players a lot of cre- credit because they have to be able to execute as well. So, Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot here, okay? Oh, great. Uh, we talked about Zach Wilson. We talked about Kyrus Tonga, you know, the two two big stars, one on each side. Is there a player that you have noticed who is either unheralded or – uh, gets less attention than he should that has caught your attention Ooh, that's a that's a really good question I, absolutely I, i'd say mason wake um if i get to choose on both sides of the ball i would say mason wake you know mason is a guy i've actually worked with in the past when he was playing at lone peak and you know was it was a walk-on guy and and uh big body was honestly shocked at how well he moved at his frame and, and how big he is. And I think he's been one of our key pieces this year. Um, not, not only as a guy that can get out and be a lead blocker, but somebody that can actually run the ball and run downhill, break tackles. Uh, I think he's getting super popular from hurdle, hurdling people, even though he's like 240 pounds. Um, but you, you can tell that the guy is, he's a good leader and he's, he's vocal and, and a lot of guys it just looks like he's just a good teammate and, and works hard, and it looks like people love being around him. And um, for somebody that also can get out in space at his size and catch balls out in space. And when you got a guy that can lead block, he can run, he can also get out in space and catch the ball. And then when he's in open field, he's breaking tackles and, and hurdling people. Um, he's a special player. And – He's been kind of the one guy that I've really noticed that has made it really fun to watch, and I think he's a key piece of our offense right now. Jordan, we always appreciate it when you make a few moments for us. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See ya. That's our friend Jordan Pendleton, the former uh, BYU linebacker. Check out what he's doing now, by the way, PendletonPerformance.com. If uh, there's a young person, or maybe you want to do some training, Jordan's doing a a lot of stuff with, uh, with that. 
Um, I, I, him talking about Wake, uh, Gordon, I, I, I think he's, he's kind of a special story. Did you see his, uh, his shirt where he kind of did a shout-out to his mom, who's unfortunately yeah. passed? I thought that yes. was a really neat moment. Uh, you know, it's kind of a cool thing to see uh, a team that uh, has, has a few stars but, and, and has some solid players but then has some guys who, who rise up, and, and maybe it's no surprise to the players themselves, but to the public uh, as a whole, to see these guys, and they're sitting there going, even if they know of them, to see them play and go, wow, that was kind of cool. Who was that? Yeah. You know, or what, what's that guy all about? And, uh, and he's one of them. All right, Gordon, we are here at Mark Miller Subaru, not only a fantastic Subaru dealership, the Southtown location, 10920 South State Street, but uh, we are here promoting kind of a cool event. Uh, it's Adopt a Dog Day, and uh, Caitlin jumps on with us now from Nuzzles & Co., a partner, obviously, with, with Mark Miller Subaru. Did I get that right? I'm sometimes bad with names. Caitlin? Yes, it's Caitlin. Hey, thank you very much for, for jumping on with us. Yeah, this of is, course. This is really cool what you guys are doing today. Yeah, it's great. Um, we're really lucky to be partners with Mark Miller Subaru. We love all the work that we do for them. So we're hoping that we can get all these puppies and kittens some great homes today. So you, you guys are just, you're out in the parking lot. You've got the puppies and kittens here. People just need to, to drop by and, and find a new member of the family. Yes, yeah. So when you come in, there's an entrance. We'll have a check-in. We ask that everyone that comes in wears a mask. Um, we have lots of different vendors here. We have an Ask a Trainer segment. So while you're waiting for your turn to meet your animal, you can go do other things. Um, and then once you come over, we have staff here to help you find the perfect kitten or puppy that is so cool and subaru of course is uh, doing this all month long but uh, today is a, the, the actual adopt a dog day isn't that right yes i believe it is yeah we've been actually doing an adoption a day with subaru for the entire month of october That's as well so, cool. so if you're interested in maybe an adult dog or a cat we also have those featured on our page every single day so cool these uh, jeff and his crew here mark miller are just great yes, uh, i think your, your partnership is just really really cool it is it's awesome we're able to do a lot of stuff with them which is wonderful well thank you for jumping on with us today yeah. Caitlin. we appreciate you thanks for having me all right come on down uh find a new member of the family 10920 south state street mark miller subaru Southtown. we'll have more big show coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Tony them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you, we're going to be at uh, the warehouse coming up tomorrow for a football Friday, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. So Lemma and Mac will be uh, with us as they are each and every Friday. Today we are at Mark Miller Subaru, the Southtown location, uh, 10920 South State Street in the uh, Southtown Auto Mall. It's Adopt-A-Dog Day. And uh, they've got dogs and uh, a few cats even here for you to adopt today for free. So if you've been thinking about it, now is the time. Come on down here to Mark Miller Subaru where they've uh, partnered with uh, Nuzzles & Co. So really, really cool event. Uh, excited to to be a part of it. Gordon, can we get to my, my favorite story of the day today? Do you mind? Sure. No, not at all. Okay. This is uh, Dateline Knoxville, Gordon. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'll just read right from this report. A source 
close to the UT program tells KSR that Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt fired assistant coach Jimmy Brumbaugh during the game on Saturday when they <laughs> lost to Kentucky, by the way. Pruitt let Brumbaugh go while the game was still being played, confirming it after it was over. The official announcement of the firing didn't come until the day after on Sunday when Pruitt said that, quote, from a philosophical standpoint, things are just not a fit and it just didn't work out for us, unquote. Um, uh, uh, can you think of another example in the in the world of sports of a coach being fired during the game? None comes to mind, and I think that in general is poor form. I, you know, <laughs> That's come it. On. Can you imagine? Oh, I would I would pay so much if there were a recording of the headset conversation that led to this incident. I mean, it would just be incredible, right? Right down. You might to, have an. You, yeah. Right down go ahead. To, I'm sorry. Oh no, that's all right. Uh, right down to uh, what was this? Uh, what was this guy's name? Um, uh, let's see, Jimmy. Right down to hey, Jimmy. I don't care that the game's going on. Pack your stuff and get out. And get out. <laughs> get out. That would be that would be amazing to hear. Amazing. Uh, that, I mean, who does that? I mean, I can see an argument. We talked earlier today about having arguments and uh, debates and whatnot. And sometimes there's a disagreement of opinion. I, I, I get that. But to actually fire someone in the middle of a game, I don't care what's going on. That is poor form. That's incredible. Well, okay, so there was a rumor. Remember when BYU uh, trounced Texas with Taysom Hill? Yeah. There was a rumor that Mac Brown fired his defensive coordinator on the bus. Wasn't that guy's name Manny Diaz, I think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the, I, I don't know if that was true or not, but there was a rumor that that happened. Of course, Lane Kiffin got fired on the tarmac, right? <laughs> Austin and I were, were talking during the break. Jaime Hill, there was a rumor that he might have quit in the middle of the game. Isn't that the rumor, Austin? Yeah, it was up at Utah State, that, that infamous moment. So, But I, I don't know if Bronco fired him during the game. Well, I'm not sure that quitting in the middle of a game is a good idea either. Come on. I mean, I, I don't have a problem on the tarmac or on the bus. Yeah, isn't I mean, that what uh, Saban did to uh, Kiffin? No, Kiffin, Kiffin left Saban. Kiffin took a job like a day before the college football oh, I thought playoff. That, I thought there was a story about how Kiffin was about to get on the bus and Saban said, uh, you're not getting on the bus. That might have been the tarmac story at USC. Okay. Where they got off the plane, and then the AD, who I think was Lynn Swan at the time, said, you're not getting on this bus. See, I don't that, think, I, I don't think uh, Saban uh, ever fired Kiffin. You're right. I, I'm mixing the two together. There was a time the bus left Kiffin behind by accident. Okay. All right. So. But then, like, eight days later, he was no longer with the team. So I, I just that that's so odd to me that a, a coach would be fired during the game. That is, I just would love to to hear that interaction and what led to that particular moment. Well, I, I look that would be the worst part of being a boss. I think is actually having reaching a point where you're going, okay, this isn't working for whatever reason. We've got to let you go. I would hate that. Absolutely hate it, even if I got in an argument with a guy. But there is a time and a place for everything, and that is not the time. Uh, I mean, I you know that it must have been heated. Or maybe you that's know the, that maybe that's the best time. Uh, I just well, I mean, I guess 
There are many people out there who sort of fantasize about being able to go into their boss's office and say, take this job and, you know. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. All right, they got trounced by Kentucky. Trounced. Fired mm-hmm. a guy during the game. How many coaches do you think were late for meetings on Sunday morning? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was probably not a particularly fun film to watch. Uh, that would be motivating if I just watched my boss fire <laughs> fired somebody like in the middle of a show. I'd be like, wow, I better really, really tighten things up here. <laughs> things are but getting see, real. That doesn't, that doesn't show proper uh, temperance, I guess. Uh, just to fire someone in the heat of the moment, I think that's Bush League. Bush League. And you can have an argument. I get that. That's not particularly good either. But okay, uh, you know, the, ultimately the head coach is the boss. If he didn't like what this guy was doing, then make it known to him. And if he wants to, you know, blow back at you, then okay, you've got you've got that happening. And ultimately, the head coach has the uh, authority to override the assistant. But you don't fire him there. You don't fire him on the sideline. Ah, oh, Jake. And you don't quit. You don't quit in the middle of a game either. I, I just don't see that as appropriate or proper. Let's see. This is uh, this is 2016. Uh, this report Austin just sent me from the Bleacher Report. Tulane's Ed Conroy heard he got fired in middle of upset. Players overheard. <laughs> and then there's uh, I haven't watched this video, Austin. I don't know if you have, but there's there's actually a video of him answering questions from the the broadcasters about being fired after the game that's terrible <laughs> that is bad that's that's terrible it's bad. have you ever gotten uh, gotten into it with a boss jake uh no i mean like like we started the show usually my my communication is not on the heated side even when it's not going my way so no i've never thrown down with a boss austin ever happened to you no Okay. Uh, you ever I'm thrown down with the boss, Gordon? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I've had arguments with bosses. What was but, the... not, but, but, but but I think you see, I don't think an argument is necessarily unhealthy. What was the could, that... What was the meanest thing you ever said to Michael Anastasi? <laughs> I didn't say anything mean, but uh, but but I think disagreeing is. Yeah, I, 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 and I'd like bosses who allow that. I, you know? I remember a particular disagreement you had with that particular boss on how dare he try to uh, take, like, four words out of your call. Oh, that's not true. Gordon writes a Warren Peace-like novel, and Michael's like, man, we got to cut this down a little bit. That would have made me mad. If I had four words, if it was 400, then I might have a problem with it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes if you that, this is why I, I really don't like it when people want yes men or yes people around them who wants someone that's just going to sit there and agree with you all the time because it's all cute and pretty and comfortable me. No, no. Give me somebody who understands what's going on and is unafraid to speak his mind. Now, there might be an attitude problem. I mean, if you're, like I said, the head coach has the authority, ultimately, in his way, uh, should win out if everything else is equal. But 
you know, you want you want the kind of feedback that you can trust. You don't want a bunch of people telling you what you want to hear. Well, that may work for for most people, but for me, Gordon, I've never been wrong. So, <laughs> I, you know, uh, people yeah, just like around, on how you pronounce the word Porsche, right? It's uh, pronounced Porsche, it. but but yeah. but you know, I don't I, I I don't need to hear those voices in my life because they're wrong. <laughs> I just need voices in my life that agree with me because I'm correct all of the time. All of the time. Of course you are. Yeah. You haven't learned this yet after uh, 20 years of our relationship? (laughs) You're always right. Constantly correct. Except when pronouncing people's names. I have never been able to get past the idea that you and I can ask the Porsche dealer how you say the word Porsche and he says Porsche, and you continue to argue that it's Porsche. I only have one Porsche. You agree with me? I don't agree with you. I misspoke. And by you, the way, I'd rather have a Subaru flustered. anyway. <laughs> okay, to each his own. Exactly. But uh, yeah, but don't don't be <laughs> don't be firing somebody. Either. I'd be like Austin firing you, Jake, in the middle of the show. I, that's what I'm saying. That would. <laughs> Would be terrible. I, why, why, Wait, can I do that? I know they don't record. No, really, I need to know. Can I do that? I know they don't record those communications between coaches, and they don't record them for a very good reason. But don't you wish there was a recording of this? Don't you wish you could hear that headset conversation? I mean, it's got to be incredible, right? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt that it was heated beyond <laughs> belief. I mean, And then I bet- there might have been some pouting involved and a whole lot of swearing Maybe, I, I, maybe look. I've uh, seen. Maybe the guy had his camera open and he thought it was closed. I've I've <laughs> seen it happen before. In fact, uh, I don't think the guys would mind me telling the story. It's kind of funny now, but uh, many of our listeners will remember John Lund, who has gone on to uh, he's uh, he's a show host there in San Francisco and does a terrific job and and is a very good radio guy. He was. Uh, the producer of uh, my show along with Kevin back in the day and an argument broke out. I know this is shocking to you, Jake, but an argument broke out between Kevin and John in the middle of a segment (laughs) and stuff was flying. I'm not kidding you. I saw stuff being thrown at the windows (laughs) and I was over there laughing because we're in the middle of the segment. It'd be like me and you doing this with Austin right now and two guys screaming at each other, you know, throwing stuff at each other. Which happens all the time. And afterward, <laughs> when we went off the air, uh, uh, Kevin said, John, I'm still your boss. So that's how it ended. That's the the finality of it. Right but there. nobody got fired. <laughs> nobody got fired. You can't fire someone in the middle of uh, the the action. Sure, oh, you yeah, can. You Jeremy can. Pruitt just did. I know, but you can't do it and do it well. That's not the right way. Oh, I'm sure he did it very well. In fact, I'm sure he did it better than than if he would have waited. Uh, I'm I'm sure he it was very effective in terminating that position. I want, let me let me ask this question to our listeners: Have you ever quit 
and gone in and done the, the sort of the the fantasy thing where you go the burn the bridge. Yeah, take this. Yeah, just I don't care what you think of me. Take this job and shove it. Just cram. That would be All so right? fun. Not for this I, job, just to have had that done before. <laughs> Let me be very clear. I wonder because how damaging can that be? Uh, as you said, it's the appropriate uh, terminology there, burning the bridge. But isn't isn't that what a lot of people sort of dream of? I've, I've read somewhere that the number one factor in employees being happy with their job is their relationship with their boss. Whatever it is. And there are some people who are angry out there, and I wonder how much pleasure they would get in Think about all of you who, who have jobs. Would you enjoy walking in and telling your boss, stick it? Not me. I like Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy what I do and who I uh, work for. Yeah. Well, uh, I do too. And uh, Austin, it sounds like you're 100% pleased as well, right? Uh, with my bosses, yes. <laughs> Do All you right. have a problem with other co-workers? Co-worker. Yeah, Lloyd. We all have a problem with Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you were you talking wanna... about Gordon. Well, yeah, we all have a problem with Gordon, too. Oh, I, I think he's talking about you. Yep, someone who has not yet done incriminating audio all week. Well, yeah. come up with something. Have have some integrity and, and pay your debts. I will come up with something. Give me something to record. I told I'll do you it. I have pierced nipples last week. I know. <laughs> you haven't told me what to can, do. Can we hear that? Uh, I'm not going to no. come up with it for you. Well, if you were a man of your word, you would. I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st Century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We'll have more of the big show hey, Jake, coming up next. Jake, yes? Did uh-huh. you hear, Austin, when I said, uh, fire Jake? And he said, can I do that? Oh, he'd like to. I, I've forgotten, like, four reads already today. I'm sure he's... None too pleased with me back there. <laughs> Several emails have been sent. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I know who I'm working with. It's all right. Your address has been Googled. We we uh, we make it work. That's what we do. <laughs> all right, stay tuned. We'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Mark Miller, Subaru Southtown, 10920 South State Street. It's Adopt-A-Dog Day, and uh, they've partnered with Nuzzles & Co. In fact, been partnered with them for a long time. And uh, they have dogs and a few cats for you to be able to adopt today. So come on down and uh, add a new member to the the family. Of course, Austin puts, uh, we do this a couple times a week, he puts somebody on the list. Uh, He has an enemies list, much like Nixon. (laughs) And you don't want to, uh, you don't want to end up on there. Uh, But somebody, we keep adding to it each and every week. Who are we adding today? Well, uh, there's a, it's a double-edged story today. Uh, The first one, just real quick. I'm mad at people who are mad about daylight savings time right now. 
uh, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to fall back Halloween night, right, into November 1st. So we're going to gain an hour of sleep, and people are upset about that to the extent where the Norwegian official who's in charge of the the, world clock came out with an official apology for making this year one hour longer, which that that kind of... That was kind of funny. They're trying to be funny, but... Really, it's it's an hour more of sleep that I could really use, so lay off. But the real list. Uh, hey, hey, Austin, Austin. People don't like it when it gets dark early in the evening. I don't care. I like sleeping an extra hour <laughs> in the dark. So suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> uh, and if you interrupt me again, you're on the list. Just tell you that right now, <laughs> Mr. Vice President. Uh, deer charges wildlife officer after being freed from hammock. Uh, there was a deer in Iron County that got stuck in someone's hammock. And this wildlife officer and a sheriff's officer from Iron County on their body cam that you can see that they're cutting the deer loose of this hammock. And as soon as it can get loose enough, the deer charges and tackles one of the officers to the ground and attacks them. And I'm putting the deer on the list because we, at the top of the food chain, could have chosen to just have you for dinner, deer. Instead, we cut you loose to free you and you attacked us. Makes me think, secondly, about helping a deer another time. And a woman in Colorado involving a deer is going on the list because uh, she decided it would be a good idea to kidnap and raise a young male deer. When it was a little baby, it's now uh, an adolescent. And guess what it did? Lo and behold, it ran off and gored her neighbor when he was her neighbor was out walking their dog. Don't raise wild animals. Leave them alone. Leave them be. And if even if they do decide to charge you after you help them, that's your choice to help them in the first place. So, le- messing with wildlife people, you're going on the list today. All right. How about that? You know, uh, Jake, I got I got stuck in a hammock once when I was over in Hawaii, and I just couldn't get out. Why? I couldn't get out. Uh, because it was so great that you you need, wanted to stay there longer. Is that what you're getting at? Kind of, yeah. But if I have to explain the joke, then it probably wasn't a good joke. Were you just? taking a, a, a second to remind us all how often you go to hawaii no I just didn't you have your life alert with you <laughs> <laughs> wow win for austin that's a w Wait, for our boy why right for there. a cheap age joke <laughs> it was oh, you're not gonna yeah, reward him for that it was funny come on hey come on hey have i made any cracks about donuts lately and then he comes after me with the age It's joke. not what you've done for me lately. It's what you've ever done to me ever. <laughs> That's the old fortune cookie saying. Right? Oh, is that what that for? You know, I like wild animals. And I, I saw a video of a of a, someone who had a, had a tiger um, the other day. And the tiger was all purring and nuzzling up to him. And I wondered if, uh, it, if it had teeth. But it was all, it was like a big kitty cat, you know. I thought that was uh, it was kind of strange because I thought it was cool, uh, but I thought it was kind of crazy because that's not the way a cat of that size you, would normally. Was play. it Matthew McConaughey? 
Was that the guy that you're talking about cuddling up to a white tiger? No, I don't. Well, I don't know. Like, Maybe like a few days ago because he's making a movie with him. Is that what it was? Maybe it was. I don't know. Was it white? Yeah, he's in a movie uh, by Raheem Bonrani called The White Tiger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe that was it. And I also saw a video today of a guy scuba diving, and it ha- a seal, a wild seal, came up to him and was all snuggling with him. And I thought, wow, that's that's kind of cool. Because it was like it was like it was almost like a dog. It was like a pet dog that came up and was all playing with this guy. And the guy was just letting him. You and didn't I thought, listen to Austin's airing of grievances, did you? I said, well, leave well, wildlife be. Don't cuddle well, he, with it. Well, he, <laughs> he that's wasn't a good doing way to get your wrong. face eaten. Well, that's what I thought. I thought, what happens if the seal decided to take a bite out of his, out of his, uh, you know, his uh, oxygen supply or something? But he he was all he was all friendly. I thought I don't know. It was kind of cool. This segment brought to you by Nash, uh, Nash, uh, what is it? National <laughs> Geographic. Uh, here on the big show, we're live at uh, Mark Miller Subaru Southtown, one hundred nine two zero South State Street. Uh, it's Dog Adoption Day or Pet Adoption Day, I should say. And uh, you, you, Jeff Miller jumping on with us once again. And you guys do a lot of uh, of these great community events. This is a real fun one. Yeah, it's a big part of just who we are and what we do. The Subaru Love Promise is what we call it. It's just about being more than a company. That we're part of this community, and it's our job to help the community. We just talked Jeff, to you. I, Jeff. I got a question about the dog dog ownership with the with the Subaru. Uh, the uh, percentage being so high. Okay. Is it be, is it because most people who buy Subarus are active people who are you know are kind of adventuresome and all that? I think it has to do with that. I think it just has to do with the demographic of Subaru and adventurous people and outdoorsy, and it just mm-hmm. fits to a dog owner. We uh, yeah. we had Jordan Pendleton, the former BYU uh, linebacker, on earlier in the uh-huh. hour. And uh, we dropped that stat on him, how many uh, dog owners uh, own Subarus. And uh, we said, hey, Jordan, are you, uh, are you a pet guy and he's, or a dog guy? He's like, yeah, we've got two. I said, do you happen to drive a Subaru? He's like, yeah, we've had one for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, I th- I'm pretty sure I'll have to look at my office during the next before I come on next time. But I'm pretty sure I had the exact statistic. There is a study on it somewhere. I think it's in my marketing book. In the That's amazing. Office. That's my. Yeah. That's our stat of the day. Yeah, uh, that should the be the show. stat of the day. There you go. <laughs> no, but it, it's amazing. And, and the folks at Nuzzles & Co., we, we talked to Caitlin. Uh, they're awesome. Oh, they're doing such a great job. Yeah. They got their rescue up in Park City. If you've ever been up to their rescue ranch up there and just, just outside of Park City in Summit County, it's pretty incredible what they do up there and the number of animals and dogs and cats that they save is amazing. It's important work. Yeah, if you remember that, um, was it last year that they had that house in West Valley where they found like – 40 dogs, 50 oh, dogs. Yeah. You remember that story? I do remember that story. Yeah, a bunch of those went to Nuzzles. Wow, really? Yeah, I remember going up there with my kids. We brought them up there to volunteer last year, and we walked in, and there were all these dogs barking. Like, yeah, they're all the dogs from that house. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if, if you've been on the fence about a dog or a pet, we have some cats, too, down here. Uh, now, this is a great time because you guys, are, you're making it free and making it, making it easy for people to and do. They're out there, a bunch of cute ones. I think we've already gotten a few of them picked up already, so it's working. What's uh, what's the car on the lot you're most excited about right now? I'd say probably the Crosstrek right now. I think that new Crosstrek is it's really a hot model for us right now, and with the 2021 Sport model, it's a new model that they came out with. I really like that. I like the plug-in too. We don't get very many of the plug-ins. That right. Subaru just doesn't make very many. We're able to we're able to bring them in from out of state, so we can sell them to people in Utah and service them. But I, I wish Subaru would expand that a little bit. 
Didn't correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Subaru jump into the big SUV game recently? Yeah, didn't so we had the Subaru Ascent. How's that going? So that came. That's been out since 2019. Uh, that's it's a great car. I, my my wife drives one at home for yeah. our three kids, and that's it was always a big problem in the Subaru world. Is that when we had Outbacks and Foresters as our biggest cars. Once somebody had three kids, it right. became really hard to be a Subaru owner. And people wanted to be Subaru owners. They just couldn't be because they needed that third row. And so for us, and they tried with the Tribeca, and the Tribeca didn't do too great right. because this, the third row was so small. And now they got this ascent in that third row. I mean, I'm 6'2", and I fit in the third row, which is pretty crazy. That makes a lot of sense around here, it would seem. We, we like our families here. In yeah, case it's, it's interesting, actually. We uh, On that line, <laughs> our uh, Sandy store actually does a lot better with the ascent than our Midtown store. Well, that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> That actually. makes sense. So you think about it, because yeah. the family size, when you get farther south, yep. they're going to be a lot bigger. And so we sell, we sell more ascents at our Sandy store than we do our Midtown store. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, Jeff, thanks for jumping on. We appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back on in a bit. All right, 109-20 South state street uh here in the south town automall uh come by and, and adopt a pet we'll have more coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone